You're listening to Renewal by the Book, a Quran tafsir podcast based on Imam al-Ghazali's Ihya. This podcast is brought to you by Seekers Hub. This Ramadan, our goal is to raise $75,000 in monthly donations to build a global Islamic seminary so that dedicated students all over the world can complete their journeys and become Islamic scholars. You can help them by becoming a monthly donor at seekershub.org slash donate. وتزكينا بها من جميع الأهواء والشهوات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وتقضيلنا بها جميع الحاجات وترفعنا بها أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات السلام عليكم ورحمة الله كيف حالكم؟ الحمد لله خيراً so some verses about the halal, the halal and the haram, the lawful and the prohibited. One of the ayat in Surah Al-Mu'minun, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal rusul, kulu minat tayyibat wa'amalu saliha, inni bima ta'amalun alim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the, the prophets and the messengers. And they are the most noble and elect of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ordering them, Kulu min tayyibat Eat from the good things, from the wholesome things. وَعَمَلُوا صَالِحًا And do good deeds and act righteously. إِنِّي بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ عَلِيمٌ Verily, uh, Allah Azza wa Jal, I am aware, I have knowledge of what you do. In this ayah, there is a relationship between consumption and between action. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first says, eat of the good things. And then immediately after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala follows that up with, وَعَمَلُوا صَالِحَاتِ or وَعَمَلُوا صَالِحًا أَفْوَانِ إِنِّي بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ عَلِيمٌ And do good, do good actions and work righteousness. So there is a relationship between what I consume and my spiritual state and the works that flow from that spiritual state of good or bad. And therefore Allah tells the Anbiya that in order to do good, we must consume good. In order to do what is beautiful and ethical and moral, we must nourish ourselves 
and earn and wear and eat that which is wholesome and that which is permitted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that which is wholesome is the halal. Everything which Allah ta'ala has allowed and has permitted has benefit and is wholesome for us. And that can be in different ways. Sometimes the human intellect can perceive the material cause in those uh, permitted things. Meaning we are able to rationally understand the wisdom and the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed certain things and made certain things halal and made certain things haram. Sometimes we can do that because the halal and the haram are rationalizable by the intellect. But sometimes we're not able to do that. Sometimes we're not able to do that. We're not able to discern with our intellects, with our rationality, the wisdom or the wisdoms of why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed something to be permitted and something to be not permitted or haram. But regardless of whether we can discern that intellectually and rationally or whether we can't, there most certainly is benefit and maslaha in that which is halal. And there is certainly harm in that which is haram. Whether that is at a material level, whether it is at an emotional level, a psychological level, a spiritual level, everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says do has maslaha and has benefit for us at multiple levels, at multiple dimensions. And everything that Allah ta'ala says is haram has harm and mafsada at different levels, at different dimensions. And as believers, we believe that. As believers, we believe that. So for me, practically speaking, based on the ayah, in my quest of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with my heart, in my quest to surrender to Allah with my heart, with my feelings, with my emotions, with my drives, with my actions, with my words, with my will, in that journey to Allah azza wa jal, and of doing works and deeds that please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I must be very conscientious about the halal and the haram. And in the consumption of that which is halal, and the avoidance of that which is haram. In another ayah in Surah At-Tawbah, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَفَمَنْ أَسَسَ بُنْيَانَهُ عَلَى تَقْوَى مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضْوَانٍ خَيْرٌ أَمَّنْ أَسَسَ بُنْيَانَهُ عَلَى شَفَى جُرُفٍ هَارٍ فَانْهَارَ بِهِ فِي نَارِ جَهَنَّمْ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ is the one who establishes his foundation on taqwa, on reverence and mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and on his good pleasure, is he better than the one who establishes their foundation on a precipice that is about to crumble and fall and that falls in the pit of the fire and Allah does not guide a people who are unjust. So the establishment of our foundation on taqwa and what pleases Allah is like us establishing our lives on the halal. Because the halal 
is and, and, and being conscious of the halal and being diligent of that is a feature of taqwa of Allah Azza wa And that which is halal is an expression of Allah Ta'ala's pleasure in us doing that. So the establishment of the foundation in any, any building, you know, any building, any edifice, it needs to have a foundation. If the foundation is strong, the building is strong. If the foundation is weak, the building is weak. If the foundation is strong, it can withstand the elements. Are you with me? It can withstand the elements of life. The wind, the rain, the snow, uh, the storms. It can withstand the foundations and the difficulties of life. And it will be solid and a landmark. And it will be, if you like, in a state of istiqama, of steadfastness. But if the building or the edifice or the structure is built on a foundation which is weak, that building is that building will collapse. It will not be able to withstand the, the challenges of the elements around it. It will not be in a state of istiqama. So in order for our the edifice of ourselves, right, our spiritual edifice, our spiritual structure to be strong and to be able to withstand the challenges of life and the elements of life, it must stand on a firm and solid foundation. And that foundation is the foundation of halal. That foundation is the foundation of halal. And if we are nourished, if our provision is haram, if our sustenance is haram, if our food is haram, if our clothing is haram, right? if our dwellings are haram, if our life is haram, the edifice of our spiritual structure is going to be very weak. And it's not going to produce كُلُوا مِنَ الطَّيِّبَاتِ وَعَمَلُوا صَالِحًا It will not produce what is salih. And by the way, salih, usually how do we translate it as? So salihat or what? Our good deeds, right? Salihat, so do good. Salih also means what is appropriate. So salih lil-akal is what? Something appropriate to eat. Good to eat, but also appropriate. So we won't be able to do good, wise, appropriate actions. Are you with me? We won't be able to do actions that are appropriate for the time for the space, for the place, for the moment. Meaning that not only would our spiritual selves be affected, but our intellectual ability and our rational ability to understand good and bad and what's appropriate will also be affected. Because what is salih is what is good and what is appropriate for the time. Because some things can be good in certain times and not good in other times. You know, the idea is not to speak just a word of truth, but for that truth to have a probable good consequence. So just because it's true, doesn't mean I say it. Just because it's true, doesn't mean I say it. Without consideration of the, the probable consequences and the harms of what I say. So therefore, what is good is also what is appropriate. And unless my foundation is structured on 
that which is not dubious, which is wholesome, which Allah loves, which is halal, my structure, my life will be very precarious. Allah Azza wa Jal says in another, uh, in another surah, Kalla balrana ala qulubihim ma kanu yaksibun, kalla innahum an rabbihim yawma idhilla mahjubun. No, certainly a, a, a rust, a dirt, has covered their hearts based on what they earned. Because what they earned was impermissible. What they consumed was impermissible, was foul, was reprehensible, was not pleasing to Allah Ta'ala. And as a consequence of that, what happened? There, this ran, this supra, supra uh, spiritual or supranatural rust, right, covered their hearts. And remember, as we as we spoke about before, the hearts are what? They're the vehicles for three things: to to know right and wrong, to feel Allah Azza wa Jal's unity, and to seek Him. So when the hearts are covered by disobedience and by the consumption of that which is haram, our spiritual insight, the, 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 the sight of our qulub, are, are veiled, are blinded. And therefore, we don't see what is right and what is wrong. So those who consume much haram, they lose track at some point, right? Of what is right and what is wrong. Then they don't see that what they're doing is wrong. They may start out as, yeah, that's wrong, but they do it anyway. But if we continue to do that, after a while, we become spiritually blinded. So we can't see moral and immoral anymore. Not only that, we justify the immoral. And we become disconnected from the experience of Allah's Tawheed. And we stop seeking Him. And so if we continue to sin in the indulging of what's haram, that is actually a step to kufr. Because many of those steps of disobedience, of disobedience, of haram, 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 gradually begins a process of blindness and distance from Allah Azza wa Jal. And that leads ultimately to, you know, the end of that could definitely be a messenger to kufr. Because many people who end up disbelieving in Allah Azza wa Jal, it had a, an origin especially Muslims, it had an origin. And the origin of that is laxity in following what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. And then Allah ta'ala says, Kalla, indeed, innahum yawma mahjubun. Truly, that they will be on that day blinded and veiled from Allah azza wa jal. So definitely, literally, that is on the day of judgment. Meaning, they will not be allowed the beautific vision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the ultimate Jahannam. But more than that, you know, another layer of the ayah, and Allah knows, is on that day when they've continued to pursue the haram. Right? They will be blinded from Allah Azza wa Meaning that is a punishment in dunya. That after continuing to do that, there's a process, a process, and then it culminates with a day on which, or a day in which, the heart is completely covered. As taught by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the heart is completely veiled, 
and then we're blinded from Allah Azza wa Jal, and we're blinded from the realities of truth, of what is ethical and, and, and not ethical, what is right and wrong, virtuous and reprehensible. We don't see that, we don't feel that, and we don't seek to strive for that which is good and beneficial, and to stay away from that which is harmful. So this relationship, to remind myself and you perhaps, of the consumption of halal and haram, and the spiritual effects that it has uh, on my life and on my journey to Allah Azza wa Jal, and the texts of that are many. Briefly, the famous text where the man is traveling and is in desperate need, disheveled, dusted, you know, dusty and disheveled, um, uh, uh, you know, belabored by the labor of, of traveling. And he raises his hands in dua to Allah for, for help and for succor and aid. And then Allah Ta'ala says, well, but his, his clothes were haram. Uh, his food was haram. غُذِيَ min haram. He was sustained by haram. فَأَنَّا يُسْتَجَابْ لِذَلِكَ So how can he be answered for that? Because the heart at that point is so disconnected from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that the dua will not be answered. And then of course, beautiful hadith, and dua of Rasulullah sallallahu one of which came to mind, Allahumma kfina bi halalik an haramik. Ya Allah, suffice me with your halal away from what is haram. Wa aghnina bi fadlika amman siwak. And then free me by your grace from everyone and everything besides you. Beautiful dua. That indicates again the relationship between halal and haram and between the spiritual quest to Allah azza wa jal of nearness of gatheredness of our hearts, of having our hearts enriched by the oneness of Allah Azza wa Jal, because the dua says, Ya Allah, you know, grant me sufficiency and kifaya in the halal. And indeed, you know, when Allah Ta'ala prohibits something, there's always something which is permitted. That's number one. Number two is those that those that are the things that are prohibited in contrast to what is allowed are very minuscule and very minor and very small. So the haram in comparison to the halal are, are, are very little because of Allah Ta'ala's rahmah. So Ya Allah, suffice me in that which is halal so that I don't need that which is haram. And then the second part of the dua, وَأَغْنِنَا And enrich me, be fadlik by your grace, عَمَّنْ siwak From anything and everyone besides you. Meaning that allow my heart to attain freedom in you. Right? Allow my heart to be enriched by you and only you. That I don't need externally and I don't need internally uh, anyone besides you. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-kafi. Allah ta'ala is enough. Allah ta'ala is sufficient. And when we have of the reality of that in our hearts then we don't need inside anyone besides him. And that is, of course, as you know, the ultimate degree and level of freedom of our qulub. Because ubudiyah to Allah Azza wa in surrendering ourselves to Allah by following and seeking halal and staying away from haram, that ubudiyah leads to the freedom of our hearts. To the freedom of our hearts, whereas the pursuit of the haram leads to slavery in so many different ways 
the slavery of our hearts than to everything besides Allah because the hearts become blind to Allah and not desiring Him and therefore enslaved by their own caprice, their own whim, their own passions, their own likes and dislikes. May Allah make us of those who find freedom in Him through the pursuit of that which He loves, of the halal, uh, and to give us the strength to stay away from that which is haram and that which is doubtful and dubious. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to this Seekers Hub podcast. To listen to the rest of our shows, please visit seekershub.fm. You can also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter called Compass, where we'll send the best of Seekers Hub's content straight to your inbox every single week. To get on the list, visit seekershub.org slash compass.